I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Lineals Podcast. I'm Smith. I'm Seth. And it's the voice that's getting moist because it's hot as heck. Marcus. Yeah, it's getting pretty hot in the, the region that we live in. Um, yep. I remember over the weekend, it felt pretty nice outside. And then today I went outside and I was like, it's hot as balls out here now. <laughs> and uh, it just it dropped to the, it, it changed so fast. I have a friend who lives um, in Europe, and yesterday he was saying, man, it's really getting hot. It's it's rough out here. And I was like, how hot is it? And he said, let me check how it is in Fahrenheit. Uh, oh, it's uh, 38 degrees. I was 38 like, degrees Fahrenheit? Yeah. <laughs> There's, by no metric is that hot. It's there is no, no person in the world who would say that is hot. He was like, it's messing with my sleep. And I was like, wow, really? 38 degrees? <laughs> Yeah, it might be warmer than normal, but it is in no way is that hot. I guess if you're used to like long, cold winters, uh, 38 degrees can be kind of warm. I guess. Hey. That's like as cold as it gets here sometimes. Yeah, that's that's very true. Um, I would kill for maybe not that many cold times a year, but like, man, just less than this. Yeah. And this so, is actually going to transition us pretty well into our first topic, I think. Okay. Um, since it's hot outside, people are taking to leisure activities like pools. And it's kind of against the the grain. They're going to their hot tubs as well. Because this, we're going to talk about hot tub streamers on Twitch.tv. Oh, okay. Yes. I was, it's something that Marcus is incredibly close to, so I had to... <laughs> I had to bring this up. Why are you pointing me out, Mr. Streamer? Where's your hot I mean, tub stream? I'm just saying, I sometimes I'm on Twitch, and, you know, we're friends on Twitch, and I see uh, Mr. Beaches is watching Amaranth, and I'm like, okay, Listen, whoa. I've been diversifying. I'm also watching Indie Fox, so... Oh, okay. Well, hey, good for you, man. Take that. Is that uh, also yeah. a hot girl? Yes. yes. Well, it's also a hot tub streamer, yes. <laughs> gotcha. Um, I don't know this, so... But, yeah. So, just to kind of tell the people, there's been a, it's called the hot tub meta that's been going on recently on Twitch where, you know, people, usually women, are streaming from hot tubs, you know, normally in stuff like bikinis, and it's, people get really mad about it. They, it raises a lot of questions about, you know, is this against terms of service? Is this exploiting people in any way? Is this blah, 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 blah. And for a while, Twitch had like, radio silence on this issue they were just like i guess they were just like we're gonna sit back and make the money anyway um and people kind of knew that the the moment the hot tub meta was gonna be addressed was when any kind of advertiser would pull out of twitch because of it and we don't know who did it but we're it's pretty clear that there was a money reason for them to suddenly get involved and they took away all the ad revenue from marcus's favorite streamer amaranth who is (laughs) By far the most popular of the uh, the, the uh, hot tub streamers on Twitch, um, who she claims I'm not even sure if this is possible because I'm I mean Twitch ad money isn't that big when I tell. Apparently she ma- says she made five hundred thousand dollars last year in ad revenue just on Twitch. Ooh. So they took away that ad revenue. Clearly, it's a big deal. And Twitch has made some even since we first talked about this privately. They've made some changes. Um, but I know we were having a lively discussion. So Smith, as as kind of the outsider to the Twitch meta, I kind of want to know how you how you felt about the whole whole situation from what you know. First of all, it's very weird to call it a meta, um, which I'm more it's, accustomed to being like a fighting game or or a, <clears throat> or a video game thing. Also, it's so hard to say hot tub and not immediately say time machine afterwards. <laughs> 
because we all went through that, that psychic trauma together of those movies. Yeah, we all um, watched both of them. They scarred us deeply. But so yeah, I, when I first saw this, because apparently what I found out later is that it's it's based on a, a loophole in the Twitch rules. It's like you can't be dressed up in like revealing clothing or whatever unless it's part of like the th- activity you're partaking partaking in. And one thing it said was like water sports or something like that, or like swimming pool yes. activities. So it's not like they're literally just like in like the shittiest possible pools, like in their houses or whatever. It's not like an actual pool or, or whatever is going on here. Yeah. And so uh, it's an interesting little way to troll the rules on Twitch. Um, and I guess when I saw it, my only thought was just like, this is stupid. Who cares what someone is, how they're dressed on camera? It's like sex sells. Uh, in capitalism, and I don't know why you would turn down that uh, uh, that ad revenue. And it's because companies, I guess, are prudish, I suppose, in some way. Like Apple, they're, look what happened to fucking Tumblr. They basically killed that entire website by taking the porn off of it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like something yeah. similar is coming, coming to happen here. Yeah, I kind of see, you mentioned sex sales. I kind of see, like, sex appeal, because um, the way, thing we always compare it to is violence. Like, even movies that children can watch, that children watch, video games children can watch and play, are full of violence. And it, it was kind of a big deal at first, but now most people just don't give a shit anymore. They're just kind of like, eh, let them shoot people's heads off. I don't care. But if you even show them, you know, a hint of a person in a bikini, they're just like, oh my god, this is crazy. What's going on? Um, so I kind of think of, um, I kind of think of sex appeal the same way I think about marijuana, in that like it's. It's one of the weird things in capitalism where it clearly sells and can make you a lot of money, but a lot of people have to pretend like it doesn't and like it's not good. It's like supposed to be against our values because like to me, it's still crazy that farmers all around the world or all around America at least aren't just fucking growing marijuana and driving trucks of money home. It's, and it's all it's mostly because there's just this weird, like, almost puritanical belief that marijuana is bad. And the same thing happens with sex appeal. So that's just kind of the way I've been looking at it lately. Yeah, the church. I mean, that's the only thing I can think, is that church told you it's bad. And I guess the government backed it up. But I don't yeah. get it. But yeah, so the big, the big concern here for Twitch is that by their terms of service, you are allowed to have a Twitch account at the age of 13. Obviously, you can have it younger, but you're technically breaking terms of service. That's their, their agreement that they have. And there are people who are worried because, and this is something that's been kind of making the rounds, and it's one of those things that no one wants to say out loud. But by Twitch's rules, technically, God, I don't even want to say the words I'm about to say, technically... A person who's 13 or a little older could do a hot tub stream. And if that were to happen, I think we would see a radical shift in Twitch's uh, view on the subject. Because that will become a, a huge issue for them as far as, um, like, cop-up um, stuff. So, I don't know how they're going to deal with that once it eventually happens. And I, I don't even know. I don't know what their plan is for when that happens. Because that's going to be a shitstorm. Who will be the Rosa Parks of getting boobies banned off of Twitch? <laughs> will it be like they did Rosa Parks, where like they they they, say, they sent in waves of people first to see where the line was? They're going to send in progressively younger people to to do the hot tub to, uh, stream to yeah. get this happening. I don't know. And so now Twitch's solution for the problem has been there's now a category on Twitch called pools and hot tubs. And the big clause they made when they made this new um, category is that advertisers can choose whether or not they want their ads running on Twitch. I mean, on that, that part of Twitch. So that's kind of their solution for now. I don't know how they're going to deal with it when, you know, a child does it. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I don't want to be there. I'm going to take a week off the internet once that happens. Um, but it, the weirdest thing to me, though, it, it, it just pisses me off about this. Is they're worried about losing their advertisers because advertisers don't want to put like their ads to sex, which is being sold to children and all this stuff. But one of the most popular advertisers on Twitch.tv is Bud Light, and you can't. You're not. You can, our kids can't have alcohol. Hell, you, can, you have to be 21 to drink it. You can't. Not even 18. Mm-hmm. But Bud Light pays the shit out of Twitch for ads. 
and then all but all of a sudden that's fine because beer commercial alcohol commercials have always been fine for some reason even though they technically promote you know alcoholism or not alcoholism but possibly to, to people of all ages right um but yeah sex is just just banned for some reason i don't get it here's the thing to me though is like why is it different from all these fucking like ads you see for these mobile games? I want you to spend money on like loot boxes and shit, or like gotcha games. It's just gambling bullshit. And they all like, have anime pity girls, right? So it's like alcohol kind of the gambling. The one thing you basically can't fucking advertise is cigarettes. You know, unless they had that whole thing that happened in the nineties. They they finally got rid of that. But these other companies get away with it for some reason. Oh, that just made me think. That's a new way to like tell people you're old. Is you can be like, oh, I remember when there were cigarette commercials on TV. <laughs> Because I still remember that. I was young, but yeah, I still remember seeing cigarette ads on television. And then that shit ended fast. The, if you've ever the, seen a cigarette just... vending machine, you are an old person. Oh, yes. no. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's a lot of those. Those old camel vending machines that were tacked on to like, like truck stop like bathrooms. And they were so weird. Oh, go ahead, Marcus. No, because like, yeah, because um, they have like the weird sticks you pull. So, like, instead of, like, I guess having a motor in the back, you paid for which one you want, and you pulled it to the to the front as it fell down. Yeah. I guess. It was weird. I'm trying to think of what was the legal age for smoking. 16, right? At least when I was I a kid, know. it was 16. Maybe when you were a kid, it's 18 now. Because oh, I remember I, I could buy cigarettes when I was 16 years old, and I worked at the convenience store. Oh, look at this cool guy. Wow. buying cigarettes on his right. first day of work. <laughs> but, like, how could the vending machine prove how old you were? Good. It's a classic loophole scenario. <laughs> hey, kid, you got money? Come Every smoke. one of them came with an attendant who checked your ID. <laughs> it's like that's why, that's why there's no beer vending machines, and they're very what it should be. It's because they can't check your age. Apparently, because of COVID, like because a lot of like bars had to shut down and stuff, and they were they were allowed under pandemic law to serve like on the go cocktails so you could actually get one they give it to you in your car and you drive away and wow. who knows what happens next hell. and apparently a lot of states are considering keeping that even post pandemic hell they, yeah they are saying <laughs> drive through cocktails will be uh, legalized apparently oh yeah <laughs> but uh, okay so here's my hot take on this whole hot tub thing on twitch okay all right you said the age for an account of is it as hot as the water in the tub it is hotter than that. Okay. By the time you're 13 years old, you are allowed, in my opinion, to understand that 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 titties exist and to see the suggestion of them in a swimsuit. I don't know why this is a problem for so many people. Right. Because people don't want a parent. So yeah. they place the blame onto the large companies and shit. So now it's all of our problems. Hooray. Yeah. And for me, I'm like... It, it's, I don't know, it's just so weird to me, because, first of all, this tells me that there's a market out there, and there already is a website for this anyway, um, for it, Marcus. Marcus is <laughs> nodding his head because he knows what website I'm talking about. We but all know what market, website you're talking about. There is a market out there for streaming of that type. It, for anyone interested, there's a website called booba.tv um, that is basically Twitch, but just for the sex parts. Um... But still, and, like, but it's not porn. I don't know. I, I haven't actually been there. I just know that it exists. Marcus, do you know? Um, I, I guess I would call this soft core. Okay. So the reason Which is what some people... It's, it, it's heavily implied. It's heavily implied that they could be nude. Right. Okay. But you, <laughs> like, like, you won't actually see it, though. <laughs> that's that's the whole thing between like hard well now i want to watch it to figure out what the fuck you're talking about how yeah, you because you want to figure out what we're talking about blah blah right, blah, so, blah blah so you blah. know how in the movies like behind like shadow screens is it all <laughs> hitchcock bullshit <laughs> sometimes but sometimes it's two naked people but the lighting is in such a way that you can't see nipple or, or genitalia yeah, you know how like sometimes they'll be you'll be watching a movie and there'll be like a plant placed in front of the camera and yeah. you can't see someone's penis it's like awesome that. powers of the the, 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 the yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Or like censored anime where like the light you can't see the people's <laughs> private parts. Okay. Where'd this light come from, man? Yeah, exactly. That's weird. And people watch this, I assume. When I porn assume, exists. Yeah. Marcus knows. Um I mean honestly I go just straight to the to the old hub. <laughs> What's this? Pornhub, I assume. Yeah, okay. there you go. I got that. You got Which it. Which is but... probably getting isn't it? Getting, isn't it getting shut down for like child porn shit? 
Uh, no, I think they solved that issue by taking down, like, three million videos. They just, like, scrapped a ton of them. It was like, I think we got it. We're good. Continue. So, continue I don't know, if we talk about the ongoing, like, whatever is currently going on in the porn and, I guess, sex on the internet industry, that is when Marcus becomes an expert. That is when he <laughs> is at the hell. That's true. Yeah. Look how fast he fucking knew all that shit. Exactly. Listen. He's like, actually, under Article 5, subsection C of the Pornhub <laughs> Articles of Confederation. That Listen, if Pornhub sponsors me, I will totally be that person. <laughs> Marcus comes in naked with a Brazzers t-shirt on. No, he's naked. <laughs> he's a Brazzers chest tattoo. <laughs> thin necklace. Oh. Yep. <laughs> but, like, so this is it's like when I was a child, I distinctly uh-huh. remember that I got my foot cut off in an accident, right? And the hospital, the movie I wanted to watch was Starship Troopers. Hell yeah! All right. Now, for anyone out there who's watched Starship Troopers, you know there are several scenes where you see titties in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I was nine, and people were okay with this, I guess, for whatever Ooh, reason. Yeah, you had gone through trauma. Right. <laughs> okay, so now I'm out. <laughs> You don't know what titties yeah. are. You're bleeding out. You lost a leg. Exactly. <laughs> what are those things in your chest? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> you're sitting in your seat, and you're just like, what is that? What is... Hey, anybody else seeing this? <laughs> what are these mysterious flesh orbs? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> The, sh- the chest shape is different for them for some reason. I don't understand. I can't. I'm so faint. <laughs> My blood has left me. <laughs> My blood has left me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... We've learned a lot, I think, about a lot of things. About Marcus, especially. So why yeah. are we always learning about me? <laughs> we should learn about other people. <laughs> Marcus, you're the flavor of this podcast. The flavor, exactly. That's true. We, we, me and me and Smith are the hamburger buns. And you are, <laughs> and I'm the, the moist meat in the middle. <laughs> you're the delicious moist patty in between us. This is getting more and more uncomfortable. I mean, you say it like it's bad, but I would prefer to have a moist hamburger than a dry one. Oh yeah, of course. True. A dry patty? Ooh. Yeah. That's no, the worst. not Marcus. Ooh, no, not at all. No. Fresh, never frozen, baby. Yeah, Marcus is like the beef you get at a uh, like Waffle House that still has like, like the, the, it's just dripping because it's so moist. <laughs> That's Marcus. Oh, you flatter me. Good stuff. So, uh, boys. Yes. We um we should mention in in passing here that uh. So Israel has come to a ceasefire with Palestine, it looks like, mm-hmm. for now. Yeah. All and of Gal Gadot's tweets finally got through to them. <laughs> and she's, she's, she's made peace. After they killed, I don't know how many fucking people it was. Um, yeah. And everyone is claiming that Biden is responsible. And <laughs> he's going to get a Nobel Peace Prize for this. What? What? <laughs> what did he do? Nothing. He, he apparently he he encouraged Israel to stand down. Oh, I'm sorry. Did he stop giving them money and weapons? Nope. It would be so weird if, in his first year of presidency, he gets a Nobel Peace Prize the same way that Obama did. And we can just we'll just have their presidencies mirrored for <laughs> oh, all God. of time. Um, because that's what they're trying. I mean, that's what they've been trying to push on us for a while. Is just remember Obama, remember him. This yeah. is the same guy, basically. You liked him. It's the guy. Do you like Obama? Try Obama white version. <laughs> Instead of white, white. <laughs> That's right. We'll call Try Obama the- a classic. Yeah, Obama a classic presidential edition. <laughs> Don't worry. We, we changed it for y'all. <laughs> y'all had some problems the first time. We fixed all that. These are, these are the patch notes. He's older. And yeah. he's also dumber. We added 50 years and uh, turned the, the hue and saturation up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we added a little bit more Irish in there yeah. and uh, also made him not as good as public speaking. So, Speaking of, the, where the heck is Kamala Harris? Like, is she just chilling? 
For the presidency? He heard lick from her. Yeah, I think so. I, think I assume she's actually running the show. Really? Oh, just behind the scenes. I assume this was going on. <laughs> she's a shadow president. <laughs> I just, I mean, that's what I think is going to happen because, yeah. like, he's old. He can't fucking remember anything. So I'm probably she's the one that had making all the decisions. If you ask me. Mm-hmm. That turns out to be so. true. I think I'll fucking really enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just one fuck up after another. Because you know she's um, going to run in like 2024, uh, or t- probably maybe 2028. I don't know if Biden will make it to 2028 or not, or 2024. <laughs> I assume you won't. Right. No. No. I think that all of his um, transgressions against Corn Pop are going to uh, come to bite him in the ass. <laughs> God, corn Pop needed a fucking raise, Joe. What the hell? Yeah, Corn Pop needs his revenge. Is what I yeah, think. he's gonna bring his chain this time. That's right. Corn racist Pop's old white guy. Revenge. That's right, um, man. Just imagine Pop? telling a group of black children that story and making it think you you seem like you're cool. Yeah, and that it actually happened. Yeah, that's also true. Um, but guys, I have the weirdest piece of news from this last week. It's not even that the piece of news is weird. It's something that's incredibly obvious. But the fact that we've all blown by it completely is that the the guards who are watching Jeffrey Epstein admit that they lied about the circumstances of his death. Yeah. And guess how long that lasted in the news cycle? About 10 seconds. Because well, they don't want to address that shit at all. Well, yeah, you can't have that stuff coming out. Yeah. It's out. That's the weird thing is it is out it is a thing, and then people are just uh, they were just like, let's not report on it. Let's just let it be out there, and we'll just maybe never reconcile with it at all. Wow. So, what? I mean, it, once again, it's an obvious thing. Obviously, Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. Right, I we mean, already knew that. Come, come on. <laughs> but the fact that there's some actual, like, people confirming it who I guess are supposed to be the, you know, the ones keeping their mouth shut, it's just it's crazy that we just let it blow by. And no, no one's gonna let it let it see the light of day. Look at the time we knew he didn't kill himself, and the the, the basically it was every every rich, powerful fucker in the world like went, giving you the fucking finger and saying like we can do anything we want. There are no rules, and we all just sort of like said, okay, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's how it's always been. Yeah. Um. And then also kind of on the on the Epstein train here, um. Kind of, should be the name of this podcast, honestly, is the Epstein train. Um, but Kevin Spacey is going to be in a movie directed by an Italian actor-turned-director named Franco Nero. Mm-hmm. And I, that was the only news I knew was he was going to be in a movie by an Italian director. I did not know up until recently what the movie is about. And it's about a man <laughs> who has been falsely accused of being a pedophile. <laughs> oh, oh boy. And Spacey is the cop that is trying to prove his innocence. Yep. Oh, oh boy, it's a cop movie, awesome. And I'm, I'm yeah. going to assume it's going to be handled with tact, <laughs> as, <laughs> as most of these situations are. Apparently the lead actress of the movie is, is married to the director. Yeah, she's Franco Nero's wife. Which is just um. like, I don't know how you'd even, like, what, it's like, the, you, Kevin Spacey and Epstein, all this shit is just the universe saying fuck you. Yeah. We also completely blow over the fact that Kevin Spacey has had about four to five people murdered at this point. And we just, we're just letting that fly as well. I mean, do you want to be the next one murdered? Oh, okay. Ooh, Marcus, come down. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need Spacey at my door. That's true. <laughs> None of us want Spacey at our door. Mm-mm. Open your door up, and he's doing fucking Frank Underwood. Yeah, he's got a he's got the he's knocking on the door with the ring. Oh god! Ding ding. I mean, what it would be is you'd be going to work one day, and you get you know hit and run accident that kills you, and then like that's it. It's like and then like Kevin Spacey gets a call. Well, I work from home, so a hit and run is going to be a big, <laughs> a little crazy on my commute. Car just crashes through Seth's window. <laughs> I live on the second floor. Not impossible, my friend. <laughs> right. Stranger things have happened. Bruce That's Willis true. is gonna drive like up a fucking truck and into your window. <laughs> no, what happens is just a prop plane hits Seth's house, like right <laughs> in the side where he where he works. Just yeah, like, they happen to be filming a movie next to me. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Kevin, it's, it's the movie Kevin Spacey's in where he's the yeah. cop. <laughs> Heard you was talking shit. Oh my god. But yeah, that one's just... I mean, the, the lack of self-awareness. Or maybe it is too much self-awareness on Kevin Spacey's part <laughs> to just not shut the fuck up. No, it's too much self-awareness on the universe's part. It's winking at us, people. It's all fake. All the shit around you is an illusion. Your brain is trying yeah. to kill you, and you're Isn't dying. <laughs> the dude from um, Passion of the Christ, John Cassavetes, or no, no not Cassavetes. I'm sorry, that's John Cassavetes. I know John Cassavetes. Yeah, no. What is this guy's name? I always forget it because it's so weird. It's a uh, Caviezel. Jim Jim Caviezel. Jim Caviezel. Yeah. yeah. He's insane. First of all, he's yeah. a QAnon person, and he has some incredibly weird theories about I don't know. Blood or something. The, the adrenochrome and, thing, yeah. Yeah. And now he is going to be in a movie that is about a, a guy who was at one point a federal agent, but it now left that life behind so that he can free children who are victims of sex trafficking, which is literally the thesis of the QAnon movement, is that Donald Trump was stopping child sex trafficking. Oh, no. What's, what's fun about QAnon is think about how brain damaged you have to be to think that Donald Trump gives a single shit about anybody that isn't named Donald Trump. Yeah, but right. any, first of all, any child and then any other person. <laughs> a guy who we know for sure used to walk behind the fucking into the dressing room of Miss Teen USA to like, you know, creep on little girls. And their excuse is he was looking for pedophiles. He was hunting them. That's why he is the yeah. pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dude, I saw a Q person one time say that if, if Donald Trump did actually fly on Epstein's plane, if he did have sex with a kid, it was to get inside the, the, the network. Oh, my God. It's like, the whole, thing, like it. the whole thing where it's like, oh, well, you know, this guy's actually gay. He had sex with a man just to, just to prove he's not gay. He had to know he didn't like it. You know? Right. <laughs> How do you stop the gay? And that's why he had sex be. with so many men, because he had to make sure for 100% fact it wasn't for him. Uh, to um, stop the gays, you must become the gay. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. But also, when I was... I wanted to... Because all I heard was that Jim Caviezel was going to be in a, a QAnon movie. So I went and read the synopsis on IMDb. And in Jim Caviezel's upcoming projects, there's a movie called Passion of the Christ Rebirth. Oh. Oh. And oh, what? There's no, there's not a lot of details about this movie. I'm not even... I, I don't even know when it was announced or if Mel Gibson's doing it. But can you imagine at this point in his career, Jim Caviezel being another Passion of the Christ? Playing, by the way, people don't know who he played in Passion of the Christ. He played Jesus Christ. <laughs> that, that was who he played. Yeah, and then he is, was in uh, your favorite show, Person of Interest. I Listen, I love Person of Interest. It's a great show, in my opinion. There's nothing. Yeah, and you support a, everything Jim Caviezel does. No, didn't of, say that. <laughs> nothing wrong with that movie, that show. show. But... It did in the show Taraji P Henson is a big part of the first two seasons, and then her mm -hmm. character abruptly dies in season three. And the reason this happens, we find out now from people who are on the show, is that Jim Caviezel refused to do an interracial romance with her. Wow! And she was like, "Well, I'm done with the show then because I can't work with this man anymore." Yeah. Jesus would totally not do that. What the heck? Exactly. Can you imagine being so racist that you wouldn't do an on-screen relationship with Taraji P. Henson? Like, yeah, what's wrong, what's wrong with, you? with you? Yeah. <laughs> Calm down. He also didn't want to do any storylines where he saved any gay people. and But the producers of the show sat him down and said, Jim, <laughs> do you think that the people who saved lives on 9-11 asked they were gay first? And that apparently struck him so deeply he would then repeat it as his own idea later on. <laughs> Can you imagine being the PA who had to come up with that? They probably set them all down there like, by the way, he won't he won't do this stuff. We need you guys to come up. We need you to get inside this man's head, learn his internal logic, and counteract it with a short, succinct statement. And then they just work on it for months, probably. Imagine having the, the, the brain of a child that would hear that thought and think, yeah, all right, damn, that's actually yes, a really good thought. Actually, you really got me there. Yeah, that's good. I like it. I'm going like, to use I, it forever now. I want to suck the dicks of the fucking 9-11 first responders so much that I will do anything you say they did. Like, that's how crazy it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't understand this mindset. 
Yeah, Jim Caviezel. This is, I should just say, this is the entire episode of a podcast called the QAnon Anonymous Podcast. It does all, they go into in-depth with Jim Caviezel. That's why I heard most of this shit. Go listen to it. That's a fucking wild uh, deep dive. Yeah. Also, great name for a podcast. God, yeah. I really wish I had something good like that instead of millennials. Ugh. What even is that? I kept saying come and economy and you wouldn't do it. So come and come the economy. one that I really liked, although now I guess it doesn't describe us very well because whatever, but it was red state blues. Mm. But then we found out that it was the name of like a lifetime channel, original movie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Which kind of shows that we have the same creative <laughs> talent. The lifetime original movie people did. <laughs> you, can, you guys can be writers. <gasps> Listen, so they've made like 700 and some movies. They're successful, all right? That's people true. are watching it. Oh, yeah, man. they do get to keep making movies. So how about the uh, how about the um, the cryptocurrency crash? Oh, no. Yeah. Which one, actually? Yeah. <laughs> what happened this last week? It was China banned cryptocurrency. There's one happening, it seems like, on all fronts every day. Um, yeah, cryptocurrency is one of those things where I am so glad that I could give two shits about it. <laughs> because, man, I can't even imagine. Because, like, everyone who is involved with it, like, even if you're involved, even if you just bought some one time, it becomes part of your personality forever. You have to be like, oh, yeah, this stuff crashed and this stuff went up and I made this, I lost this. And I'm just like, I don't have time to keep up with any of that. I don't even understand how they fit it into their days. Mm. When do they watch a movie? You know, like I had, I once had a roommate who was a big crypto guy and we, we, we would ask him to like hang out. Like, oh, you want to watch this movie? You want to watch this show? He would be like, no, he's like, I have to be in front of my computer watching this crypto or I might lose a thousand dollars. And I'm like, Okay, sounds like a really fun way to spend your time and invest your money. Most people, because the thing about investing, they tell you when, when, when you're growing up, like they're like, oh, if you invest, you just let your money work for you. You don't do anything. But these crypto is another job you have to do on top of your job. And I'm just like, I don't even, this doesn't even feel fun anymore. You know what's funny about crypto to me? If, people, yes. like, if, if you criticize it, they're like, oh, what do you spend your money on? Like, do you buy anything digital? You know, it's also not real or whatever. I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. All the money that Marcus has spent on fucking Genshin Impact mm. was better spent than a single cent on any cryptocurrency. Because you know what? You. Marcus invested in that, and it was worthless when it started, and it's worthless now, and it will always be worthless. Except yes. for the enjoyment he derives from using exactly. it. Damn which right. is infinitely more valuable than your stupid fucking cryptocurrency. Dang. Thanks, but you make me want to spend another hundred on Genshin, man. Woo! Don't do that, Marcus. You Woo! should really, really well, just moderate will, first that. First of all, he's already going to do it, so <laughs> there's nothing true. you could say that will change that. All right. Um, but yeah, so and I, I know we have to invoke his name real quick. Oh, but <laughs> I know, I know, I know, but we have to invoke the name. I know. And then here goes the rest of the podcast. But Elon Musk, and I don't. Ha- I don't it's not going to be the first time we say this, but Elon Musk is a fucking bitch-ass hypocrite. He has been pumping up these cryptocurrencies for months now. And then he's like, he's like, oh yeah, you can start paying for your car in Bitcoin. We have part of our net worth, our company's value. We have invested in Bitcoin and all these Dogecoins and all this. And then this motherfucker turns around and is like, we no longer accept Bitcoin as a payment because it's it's bad for the environment. It, there's too much my, of an electric, electrical draw um, from Bitcoin that we can't accept it anymore. And I'm like, that's really fucking rich coming from a man who owns a car company. Which, yeah. so, which first of all, you know, it's supposed to be good for the environment because it's an electric car. But electric cars still use electricity. And the thing that you're mad about Bitcoin doing is using too much electricity. <laughs> right. What the fuck is his deal? It's like, where do you think electricity in your Tesla comes from? Yeah. Right. It ain't all solar and wind power, my friends. So, Unless your house has a fucking solar panel that charges your Tesla and you're not using it, I'm sorry to tell you that it's probably getting its fucking uh, power from a you know a coal a coal plant somewhere out there. Yeah. And I mean, I don't mind companies saying we're not going to accept Bitcoin because it's bad for the environment because <clears throat> I don't care. 
uh, and it is bad for the environment. But it's just really weird coming from that company and that man specifically. Yeah. It's clear he was just pumping and dumping. You know, he, he yeah. was pumping it up saying, I'm Elon Musk, I support this, and all his fucking fanboys all then throw their money in and buy it, and now he's going to yeah. dump it, essentially. And now there's actually a growing... There's two fronts of cryptocurrency now that are very, that are battling each other. Because, you know, you can make... Anybody can make a cryptocurrency. I could make one probably in a couple of hours, and I could call it Smith Sucks Dick Coin or something. I could just call it that. And the Invest reason I now. Say that, the reason I call say that specifically is because there's now two groups of cryptocurrencies one that is we love elon musk there's ones that are like elon sperm uh there's one that's sec which is suck elon's cock and then there's other ones that are like fuck elon elon eat shit elon can fucking die and they're they're all real i mean real in parentheses uh or in quotes coins that you can buy (laughs) and they're all called like these insane names like elon ass coin or something it's so weird. What do you think goes through your brain when you buy one of these coins? <laughs> when you buy Elon's sperm? Yeah. <laughs> or even the opposite. Like, like what? what is it? What are you getting out of this exchange? I mean, you possibly... And it was something a, a, a guy watching YouTube made a good point about. It was like, the reason you buy any cryptocurrency, if you're, a, if you're you know a non-believer, as they call them. The reason you buy it is because you're like, oh, this might spike in price, and then I can make a bunch of money. But I'm sorry to say, I don't think Suck Elon's Cock Coin is going to become the next one that they're talking about on CNBC in in (laughs) midday, okay? I don't think it's going to happen. So maybe don't invest in those if you're just trying to make a quick buck. Right. Like, even to me, investing in stocks is insane because... It's it's you're just you're buying like shares in a company that could go go down go up who knows it's all miss all fucking magic to me right, but a bitcoin is literal or any kind of cryptocurrency it's nothing it's just digits in a computer somewhere that no one backs in any capacity and it's unregulated and unsecured so your shit can get stolen at any moment and there's nothing you can do about it it just goes away, and in summary. That is why we will never mention Elon Musk again on the podcast. <laughs> yes, this will be, if we ever mention it again, then that'll be crazier than Netflix making a show called Russian Doll and it's not Oh my God, Donald no! <laughs> God, oh. oh. He's been growing that for who knows how long. I'm resetting the clock. Oh my God. Erase the board how many podcasts without that joke. <laughs> Oh, we truly thought it had died. <laughs> it's never going to die. Speaking, though, of things that did die, um, I want to talk about uh, the death of a man named uh, Kintaro Miura. Is that right, Marcus? Am I saying that correctly? Yes, that sounds correct. The guy who created Berserk. Um, Which we talked about books. last week on the podcast. Did we? Yes. Oh, right, yeah, we, talk, we talked about Berserk. Yes. But not No, this, no, we talked about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about Berserk, weirdly. Yeah. If you don't know, Berserk is a long-running manga. How long has it been, Marcus? Like, 20-something years? It's been a long time. <laughs> um, which is like a dark fantasy. And what I've realized since this is that it is an influence on a lot of fucking things that came after it. Uh, so the guy who created it, he and he was the writer and the artist, I believe, of of the the manga. He died at the age of fifty four. Yeah, not that old. No, from heart heart a heart condition apparently is what I is what I've heard. Mm-hmm. And uh, pretty wild to die at that age. And I started I started looking into like stuff about the manga industry that he works in, and I uncovered some very troubling things yeah this is the hard-hitting journalism section of the millennials podcast uh because yeah it's i mean it's a lot of like what we talked about in the video game industry of you know crunch and all that except it almost seems like as a manga artist every day is crunch it doesn't really seem like they even have that little lull at times when they get to enjoy themselves um because yeah i know i think it was somebody there's like I don't know his name, obviously. There's like a manga artist that was referenced in all this because he wrote an autobiography of himself that was also a manga. And a lot of it is like, oh yeah, I have to, you know, work on this 
about 10 hours a day, maybe get two hours of sleep throughout the day um, just to get all this stuff together so I can hit this deadline. And it was like so many times he mentioned that in his autobiography that it was, it was, it's kind of, kind of telling of the industry. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking at this, this image here of the, the, the person who made one piece. What's her name? Do you know their name, Marcus? I, I know Oda. Oda? Yeah. I know. Look Oda. at his schedule right here. And this motherfucker has three hours of free time on a Saturday. And the rest of his schedule is either working, eating, or sleeping. Damn. Yeah, they would. Like, a lot of them would have like their exact like meal time, like how much they were allowed to have during a meal, uh, yeah. just just to eat and uh, like prepare and all that. Uh, showering. A lot of them. A lot of them were like, oh, if I just don't shower for three days, then I can you know use that time to draw this much stuff. And I'm like, wow. You have to the fact that you have to schedule your life down to that granular level. Uh, just to compete, the industry is pretty crazy. Yeah. At least he gets seven hours of sleep, like <laughs> three times a week. Holy shit! Yeah, look at fucking Monday here with just two hours of sleep oh, and one it. hour for for a meal. That's crazy. One hour for a meal once a day. Yep, he just eats a big meal. And it's just like, what the fuck? I and mean, this guy's doing this type of... How long has One Piece been going on? Like, also like 20 years? <laughs> Since paper was invented. And so, like, how does a person live like this? And I started looking around, and this is not unusual. This is how most people who make manga, this is how they live. And I'm like, this is insane. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, like I said, it kind of it does mirror the um, game industry a lot, and Whenever I read of people like this, like, because you read about these people who are like, oh, I, I sleep like like five days a week. I only sleep two hours a day. And I'm just like, how? How? Even if I wanted to, even if I was like, oh, I'm so busy. I have to sleep for just two hours. I, my, my body wouldn't be able to do it. I, I I would just be. How do you? I can't even. If I set an alarm for two hours, I would turn it off in my sleep. Like I wouldn't even wake up. Ichiro Oda is his name. I think I'm probably butchering that Ichiro first name. Oda. But uh but yeah, it's like people they talk about how these people do this because they they love it or whatever. And I'm like, you shouldn't kill yourself because you love something, you know? Yeah. Like art shouldn't be a, a an exercise in pain. You can't all be fucking you're not fucking Vincent Van Gogh, alright? Right. But that's where capitalism comes in, man. They stop making, they stop making money. And we're talking about two of the most recognized mangas ever. How many guys are there grinding out the same schedule for, like, no recognition? Yeah. You got a point. And not making that much money off of it. And it's like, not everybody gets anime. You know, not everybody gets the fucking, the movie deals and all that shit. Yeah. So. The big paycheck. Like, 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 I love Hunter x Hunter, but, like, the dude who writes that, like, he already, um, wrote Yu Yu Hakusho. And he's married to the woman who made Sailor Moon. So if he gets to chill and have his hiatus, dude, you, you super earned it. Yeah, that was in, and that was in the autobiography. The guy was like, after a while, I would lie about having health problems just to take breaks because it was like it would wear down on me. And if you said anything other than health problems, people would berate you constantly for not making more stuff. And they would still berate you. You would just get a little bit less if you said you were having a serious health problem. Um, this it reminds me a little bit of like a video game crunch. Is like. We you shouldn't have to live like this to make your thing. We because we should as we as people who enjoy art, we could accept it. I think if it took longer to make things, we'd probably be okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> There's plenty of right. shit already made. I gotta I gotta watch, play, and listen to and eat. So let me just uh, I'll just, I'll just get to that stuff first. If there's one problem we're having is there's too much content. Oh yeah, way too much. If I if I went and played every video game that I actually want to play, I would have no time for everything else. If I watched every movie I wanted to watch, I'd have no time for everything else. You know, it's just like <laughs> there's TV shows, music, all podcasts, all of it. There's too much of everything to put into a day. Imagine if we if you just tried to watch all the Netflix originals. They make them faster than you can watch them. I know, right? Every every time you watch one, they've published three more. And they all star Noah Centineo. That is just the the through line of their movies. 
this this whole thing about the manga stuff got started to me because I saw a tweet from some nameless person on Twitter because they blocked out their name. So there's this magazine called uh, Shonen Jump. Yeah. Am I saying that right, Marcus? Yep. Oh, you know Shonen Jump, Susan? Oh, that's incredibly popular. So it's like, this is the one that publishes all these mangas in, or manga. It's like, and it's not like just one or two. It's like a bunch of them get pushed into this thing, right? Like every every month. And it says, the tweet is, a series, uh, it says, this is what Shonen Jump serialization method exists. If you just, if you don't create a series that just quickly becomes successful, you lose your deal with them. This type of harsh system promotes healthy competition and makes for incredible content. Instead of blaming the system, be harder on yourself and push yourself to make more successful content. And I'm like, what is wrong with you, dude? The idea, the, the whole, the sentiment of push yourself to make something more successful is insane because success is, by all metrics, fickle. There are things, there are things that maybe objectively or whatever you want to say are very good, but just don't catch on for whatever reason. And there's things that maybe are subpar that get, get the biggest spotlight just because it is almost random. The Marvel. <laughs> Yeah, Marvel. Like, there's things that are just incredibly successful, um, and things that aren't. And you can't, you could, shouldn't just be like, oh, if you want to be a good artist, you have to be successful. It's like, well, sure, but also, like, you can't really, you can't work hard and become successful 100% of the time. Like, there are people right. who work their ass off in every field imaginable, and they're not successful. And it's just because it's fickle. It doesn't happen to everyone. So people should just, I think people, you know, we should strive to make the best stuff that we can make and then see what happens. Um, right. People should be encouraged to do that. Yeah, because doing the opposite has, uh, I mean, as far as Cyberpunk 2077, oh. they got their money. Yeah. But <laughs> on the same token, I personally don't trust them anymore. Because, like, I love The Witcher. That was cool. That was yeah. awesome. Like, I have, like, nothing to complain about with The Witcher, really. But now, like, there's a huge, like, stain on their reputation, and I'd be, like, very hesitant to buy anything from their studio now. Yeah. yeah. Thanks and, for that. Like, like, I'm aware that the creative team probably didn't have the control to, like, decide when it was coming out or not. Yeah. But holy crap, executives, sit down, shut up, let them do their work. Like, yeah. if it's good, you'll get your money. If not, you're going to fuck yourself in the future. There. It's true. You can't rush art, you know? It's exactly. Just how it is. I mean, I'm I'm over here waiting on bated breath for Samurai Shamu, but do you see me pushing on Marcus <laughs> to show us this drawing that he said would have progress this week? Funnily. I just want to... Hey, listen, listen. It is uh -oh. done. I just need to, like, save it, honestly. It's, like, right here. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm excited. It could be in the show notes this week. It, yep. it will be in the show notes. Like, I'll put it in after the episode ends. Okay. <laughs> okay. But it's here. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't want to say that I, one really cool thing about, about uh, Berserk and the guy who made it is, uh, like I said, his influence is, is so much that he, like so much, especially Japanese, like fantasy stuff, he influenced a lot of things. And um, in a game that I play, Final Fantasy fourteen, there's a class called the uh, the Dark Knight, and the Dark Knight is just has a big fucking sword, like a guy from Berserk. Yeah, uh, why character. so serious? You know, there's all those. <laughs> Who I assume his name is Berserk. I don't know yeah. if that's his name or not. His name is Guts. His name is Guts. Yes. Are they huge? <laughs> Does he have huge guts? I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> So in the game, uh, uh, tons of, of Dark Knight uh, mains got together in one of the capital cities, and they all like put they have emo, they put their sword in the ground. There's a fire in front of them, which is a thing from from uh, Berserk. It was very very touching. People, there were so many people that it couldn't even render all of them. Is what it was. It was like wow. as you walked forward, like forty more people would appear in the line that you couldn't even see from back there. So you know the dude had a lot of a lot of influence, and it's a uh, it's it's a loss, I think, for for art in general. I mean, I've I've never read Berserk, but I've looked at some of the the art in it, and the dude was a fucking great artist. Like, holy shit! Yeah. For for things he drew that were in black and white, amazing. Yeah, people mentioned how he, his his art even inspired the you know the, the classic uh, Thanos sitting in front of the the cre the cresting sun or whatever. How that's like um, straight out of oh, yeah, like Berserk stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, that's pretty Dark cool. Souls uses the same imagery. Yeah. Eclipse. Like, it's all, it all comes back to that, that dude's so, art. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, man. Seems like a cool guy, and yeah, too, gone too soon. Were they, was he still doing Berserk? Oh, yeah. Wow. That's crazy. We'll never, apparently, we'll never have an ending now. Well, yeah. Right. Here's the, that. That is a new rule. If somebody dies and they're making something, we should never let it be finished by somebody else. Nope. I hate that. I, th- I don't even think Eon Colfer is a bad writer, but why did they let him do more Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? What? Yeah. I mean, Brian Herbert <laughs> and the greatest author of our time, Kevin J. Anderson. You bastard! Uh, <laughs> Kevin Spacey, please, take care of this fool. <laughs> talking about kevin j anderson or even like when robert jordan died and they brought in the what i mean i like brandon sanderson but yeah. like finishing wheel of time like just let it be do- it's over they couldn't be finished it's it's done yeah, i've actually never seen guys, a picture of kevin j anderson but you guys know exactly why they did that well we know yeah fucking capitalism <laughs> and now the wheel of time is gonna be a tv show eventually and it's gonna, by my count, it's gonna have to be, uh, let me see, uh, carry the one, 40,000 seasons long to cover all the books. Um, so good luck with that. I'm curious, Marcus, do you think that they'll, they'll somehow finish Berserk without him? Oh, sheesh, I don't know. Because, because, uh, similar talks are happening about, uh, Hunter x Hunter. Because mm-hmm. while he has, like, written more beyond, like, the anime... Like, he takes a lot of days off, which, again, he has very much earned them. Yeah, it deserves it. But people are talking about, hey, why don't you just tell someone the story or, like, your plan and you'll, they'll finish it. And he's like, no. Like, from what I know, that doesn't seem to be the case. Like, him telling someone the story and they'll just abandon it. Nah. It seems like that's his boo and he'll get to it in time. Yeah. I appreciate it. Because I don't know how it works in Japan, whether or not writers and artists own their own work or not, you know, because like, you know, Robert Jordan did own his own work, but his his foundation or whatever you call it brought in another guy to finish the stuff. I wonder who who owns the rights to Berserk, you know? Yeah. It's crazy how much artists just get fucked under capitalism, you know? Mm Yeah. Yeah. Can't own shit, can't have shit. Disney comes in and buys all your shit and then tells you to fuck off. Well, you don't get control over it anymore. Like, it at sucks, l- man. At least it's not as bad as like the music industry, where like you'll make a whole song and album, but the company can buy your rights to it, and they'll li- just make all the money while you get nothing. Yeah, that was a crazy thing recently happened with Taylor Swift, where like they like somebody like. Her old record company owned all of her songs, like from her old, al- old albums, for like five years, and she wasn't allowed to make any money. So she went and re-recorded the damn songs after five years and just released that. Which I mean, once again, Taylor Swift is an incredibly successful person who didn't need any more money. But the fact that somebody, even at her level, was so messed was so messed up by like you know rights stuff that she went and had to make a whole new album just to counter it is crazy. Yeah, it's just like you know my music let me let me just use it how i want you know this this other thing that we i saw about this anime anime studio called mappa is that it marcus or is it m-a-p-p-a they apparently are taking on two more projects they're already making a bunch they're making right now of things that people have heard of the attack on titan final season at least you know that right yeah um, they also made like Jujutsu Kaisen, which I just finished. Good show. Yeah, Zombieland Saga Revenge. Yeah. And that new uh, Netflix show, Yasuke. They made that as well. Mm. Mm. I'm still kind of, I don't know how I feel about Yasuke. <laughs> and there, there are three more shows I'm not even talking about. And then two more coming here. And people are talking about how they're, they're taking on too much work. And a former animator described their conditions as like a factory. Mm. Yeah. It's gotta be right to make that much shit. Yeah. Right. The animation is, not easy at all <laughs> it is it, it's one of those things that like when i was a kid i was just like oh it's a cartoon i'm sure they it's easy to do somehow and then once i realized the work that goes into making even the smallest cartoon i am surprised anybody does it actually i'm glad they do because it's amazing but i am so surprised anyone signs up for that <laughs> making a live action movie is hard enough and you get to film it with cameras <laughs> like yeah. animation's on a whole new level 
it's again, it's like video games, right? Like it's so difficult to make them, and the working conditions are so shit. Why does anyone do it? We're glad yeah. they do because we enjoy the, the the product, but God, why? Um, yeah, game development especially because like I'm a, I'm a developer and I would, I I would not even touch because first of all, not only is game development uh an incredibly hard working condition, game development in my opinion is probably the hardest kind of software development. I've like I've I mean once again I, I'm only I'm mostly a web developer, but I've seen what it's like to make desktop applications and i've seen what it's like to make games and literally doing even the smallest thing in video games takes a crazy amount of time and effort and know-how so i think it is by far the hardest thing you can program besides maybe i don't know like machine code but yeah so not only is it incredibly hard but you have to work incredibly hard all the time and uh you get almost no thanks for it so the fact that people want to do it I'm happy, but man, I can't even imagine tell, giving someone that pitch and them taking it. You really need is a union. Yeah. yeah yep. Definitely. Because I mean, look at Hollywood. They they yeah, they're fully unionized. Most of these fucking productions and the, you don't hear shit about how bad it is there because it's generally not as terrible as it could be. Yeah. And freaking, and we found out about that last year when Quibi launched. And one of the reasons they made their Quibbies eleven to fifteen minutes is because you can break union rules because it's not a it's not a um, existing format that's in the union contracts. So they they used that format so that they could overwork people and give them bad working conditions. Wow. That was one of the main reasons they. That was one of the main reasons they made their platform the way that it was was because they could save money on production. What a piece of shit! Yeah, Jeffrey Katzenberger. Yeah, fuck Jeffrey Katzenberger. What a, what an asshole! Like that was the whole reason was to evade union rules, and it failed thankfully. But like, what if it had been successful? What if that had been the fucking new thing, like micro yeah. content or whatever? what if we're all watching? Uh, chance the rapper pranks right now like, what if we were all doing that what if that was the the new uh sopranos you know i mean i would hope that unions would get together and write new contracts that would that would define this new thing and they'd find something else i'm sure yeah vine is a new thing everybody we're making vines all now. content <laughs> is six seconds long now you oh, for fucking well no it would be TikTok, movie, it's seven yeah. seconds long no we're, no we're bringing vine back baby don't worry wow <laughs> One of these days. They tried to. The guy who made Vine actually made he made a, a app called V2, which was new Vine, and it uh, didn't really catch on. Oh man, I guess I, 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 I do miss Vine. I guess I couldn't compete with uh, TikTok now. Yeah, I think Vine was better than TikTok. Oh um, yeah. I also don't understand TikTok at all. Every time I talk to somebody about it, I understand it less and less. So it's one of it's just one thing I just kind of refuse to engage with on most most of the time. But yeah, I don't get it. That's me with Snapchat. I don't know what it is. Well, Snapchat's dead, it. so don't even worry about it. Oh, is it really? <laughs> Did it die? Basically. Basically, they uh, had... A, Snapchat was one of those things where they had a bunch of good ideas, and then everyone else implemented all those good ideas, people who were already established, and then people were like, I don't really need Snapchat anymore. Because so that, Chris Leo didn't kill it. I mean, I'm not going to say he helped it. I mean... <laughs> oh, speaking of Chris D'Elia, by the way... <laughs> I watched Army of the Dead, and I want to go ahead and give my hair a warning. It is a waste of two and a half hours of your life. You will never get them back, and it sucks shit. Because it's not a bad movie, it's a boring movie. Yeah, it's a zombie heist movie that's boring. With Dave Bautista in it. Wait, what? It's boring, dude. How do you have these elements and it's boring? I'm going to tell you this right now, Marcus. Here's, here's a fucking spoiler for Army of the Dead. There are certain zombies that have glowing blue eyes, but they're not like, no one says, why well, is it like glowing blue eyes? What's up with this? No one says anything, right? And when they shoot them, what I thought was blue energy comes out. No, it sparks because they're robots. But they never address it. You never address it. It never comes up. I had to read a fucking Q&A with Zack Snyder. They have to say it's a fucking robot. And he's like, was it the government? Was it aliens? Who knows? Aliens! What? <laughs> so many things have happened and none of it ever makes sense or connects at all. It's just, again, it's Zack Snyder. I have so many ideas for cool scenes and I don't care what it takes to get them into a movie. And 
But wait, why is this speaking of Chris D'Elia, though? You didn't explain that Chris part. Chris was in the movie, remember? I, I'm, I had edited him out for Tig Notaro, and boy, Tig Notaro, she's in this movie, and she's definitely present in these scenes, and yeah. she is acting. Don't they, you worry, she was not green-screened in. They had to f- basically face and body replace Chris D'Elia with Tig Notaro, um, and apparently just that cost them several million dollars, oh. which is just like... Man, I mean, he's he's a piece of shit, obviously. But man, can you imagine Chris Lee at home being like, "They spent a million dollars to take me out of a movie." Yeah, they did. That's how much you <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. So yeah, if you're if you're thinking to yourself, "Oh, I could spend two and a half hours watching Army of the Dead," you could literally fucking play with your dick for twenty four for two for two and a half hours and be better off than if you fucking watched this movie. But once again. Me and you and Marcus as well. We are not the target audience for these kinds of movies. Netflix's whole thing is, aside from stuff like The Irishman and Marriage Story when they were doing like their big prestige play, aside from that, they want to make movies that you can watch while you use your phone. That is surprisingly. I talk to a lot of people, and man, does everyone apparently just want to use their phone when they watch TV instead of engaging with the content? It is actually crazy how many people I talk to, and that's like an issue in their life. They're like, "Yeah, I just, I, I never, I can't uh, watch all this stuff because I'm, yeah, I'm using my phone and I don't know what's going on." I'm just like, "That's kind of on you." So Netflix and all these things—they're making content for that. It's just like you want to use your phone while you watch the movie. Who cares? You're not going to miss anything. Just throw it on, and you can say, "You can say, oh, I watched a movie." God, I can't believe that's the actual like target. It it is. I'm a hundred percent convinced that they Netflix. Every Netflix movie I've watched, aside from a handful, has definitely been a movie I could I could see people using their phone during and being like, "Man, it's pretty good," because they didn't engage with it in any way. I'm having a mental crisis because this I is know. the future, isn't it? I know. <laughs> I cannot stand it when people, yeah. dude. People use their. I'll never. I'll never forget when I went to go see the movie Sinister, which is a chilling horror movie it's very scary there were two young girls in front of me watching the movie they were on their phones the entire movie i I don't i mean i mean i swear they did not look up at the screen one time and then when they left the movie i overheard them saying it wasn't that scary (laughs) i'm like you you piece of shit you didn't even engage with it at all Well, okay, so speaking of entertainment, real quick, before we sign off, what are you all up to? What's happening? Uh, Returnal, still. Uh, It's very, very hard once you get to the fifth biome, so that's what I'm doing. Fifth biome? Holy shit. Yeah. Nice, dude. I hear it it remains very good. Oh, yeah. Still incredible. I have picked up a new game that just came Uh, out a few days ago called Knockout City. Oh yeah, the new like dodgeball kind of yes. like team deathmatch almost. Yes, it is so fun. Three v threes, you throw the balls, you knock people out. It's so fun. You parry technically by catching the ball. Yeah, but so, yeah. If they if they team up on you, like you throw two balls at you at once, and you try to parry one, the other one's gonna hit you. <laughs> ah, so there's like a little math element to it as well. Oh yeah, it's so fun. Nice, they nice. Have special balls, like you get. There's a cage ball. You throw it at an opponent. It puts them in a cage for like a set amount of time. <laughs> you just throw them off the stage. <laughs> I love it. Nice. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Nice. How about you, Smith? It's a. Uh, it's nothing but Shin Megami Tensei Three Nocturne HD Remaster here. In this house. Which you bought the That's early access. You got the early access to it by buying the deluxe edition. I did, yes. All the DLC. If you want to be a fucking punk and replace Raido Kuzanoa with Dante from Devil May Cry series, you can do that. Um, with the Maniacs yeah. pack. Uh, it's like crawling back into that familiar, nice, warm bed filled with rusty nails and old pieces of glass. And I love it. <laughs> nice. I love it. Nice. They, they, let, they let me put my own skills on monster on my, on my demons now. Game's over. I'm gonna break it. It's so easy now. I just know everything. It's 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 like ga- gazing into infinity. Yeah. Um, if you're out there, and you haven't played this game. You should play this game. Play Shimagami Tensei Three Nocturne HD Remaster as soon as you can. You don't have to say the whole title every time you play it, but he will. So <laughs> that's right. I will never not call it by its full name. Nice. The, the, by the way, the the uh, European version of this game back in 2004 had a much better title, which was Lucifer's Call. That's pretty badass. Yeah, that's fucking sick. 
So if y'all are out there, if you're at all interested in SMT or like, I saw, I saw a video once titled Shimagami Tensei is Pokemon for insane people. Incorrect, sir. Pokemon is SMT for normal brain people. That's how it works. Cause SMT came first. The SMT really released before Pokemon Red and Blue? 1993. Wow. Ooh. Okay. 1987 for Megami Tensei, which came before Shin Megami Tensei. Wow. What was that? What platform was I even on? Arcade uh, cabinet? It was a PC game, I'm pretty sure. Wow. So, yeah. Pokemon, suck my dick. Now I love you, Pokemon. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll accept you. So, this has been the Illuminous Podcast. Yep. I'm Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MCSurf. I'm Seth. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube at Part Time Pretzel. And I'm Marcus. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Beaches. And I occasionally do art in the podcast. Nice. Our theme song was done by Ben Powell. He's been on the show before. Most recently, talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League that we watched. Um, he has his own podcast called Southern Smackdown where they talk about wrestling. They're from the South. If that sounds interesting, go check it out. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it under it. Fuck the cryptocurrencies. Capitalism is the cause of all your problems. Here we go. We have stopped trying to solve our problems. We're trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans, New York, that's the latest podcast, baby. We're out. Out. Peace.